Hello, I'm Ken. And I'm Nicole. This is Under the Umbrella. The off-season I'm going to be really happy when Umbrella Academy comes back and we can stop doing that. <laughs> Why? You don't like that? It's adorable. You're sweet. Anyway. <clears throat> that sounded very insincere. A little bit. Why? I love you. I don't. I don't know if this is true anymore. <laughs> oh, you'll have to live with the mystery. I don't. I don't want to live with the mystery. <laughs> anyway, hello. Hello. We are here for episode two of the Magicians. Okay. Which we started last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are still waiting on scheduling for the very last installment of our trivia tournament, right. where I win the class trophy. What happens if we tie? Then we're screwed. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make Andrew do relationship trivia or something like that since he's known us forever. So. Rela- oh, man. <laughs> Watch me lose that. It'll be fun. <clears throat> you think so? It'll be fun? You think? Well, because in the end, I'll get the class trophy regardless. So, yeah, fun. Oh. Better yet, just tie goes to Nicole. How's that? How about not? <laughs> tie goes to Ken. <sighs> anyway, uh, do you have any announcements? Uh, not in particular. I have, you know, fallen off on updating our Facebook page. Again, I'll try to do better in the future. But we hit 1,200 um, likes or followers or whatever. Um, so, yay. Keep joining the Facebook page. We'll continue posting things there. I promise I will make her post, like, every day. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'll try to do it once a week. How's that? Twice a week. We'll see. <laughs> okay. How about you? Any announcements? Uh, we have 1,056 listens. Ooh, yes. We monetized last week. Rather, we clicked the button that will allow us to monetize. Yes. If anyone ever anyone ever asks us to do an yes. ad, which and is unlikely. Nothing has happened so far. Not however, surprising. However, I clicked the button. So, <laughs> I... At the beginning of the year-ish, I wrote down goals. One of the goals was to monetize the podcast. So I clicked the button to monetize. So technically, one of <laughs> my goals goal. for the year is... Congratulations. Met. Yes. <laughs> now I just need people to buy ad space. So All right, then. we are going to continue with that formula. In the middle of the podcast, we will be doing... Ad, well, we will have ad space. A weird awkward pause. Yeah, or well, it'll be like having an ad someday. <laughs> it'll be me going, "Hey, we got to do ads," and then it'll be going, "Oh, look, we're back." <laughs> so anyway, um, hopefully we get something soon because I think that'd be kind of cool, and we can actually uh, make some money, maybe. You know, never know. Anyway, um, other than that, I don't really have any. I have the the first little like. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The coaster that we're gonna try we to make. We got the prototype done. Yeah, it's a little big. It's we're too gonna big. have to revise our our design a little. Yeah. When I say our, I mean Ken's because I don't design anything ever. Yeah, I, I think it looks pretty it. good. Yeah, it looks good. It's just big. We need to we need to make it smaller. Right. So it can actually you know function as a coaster. Right, right. So yeah. Um, and then let's see. I don't. There's not really anything else, other than just the magicians. Yeah. Episode two. 
All right, episode two. The source of magic. Yes. And I am attempting to take my notes a little differently now because mm-hmm. um, I, I spend so much time just typing what the people are saying and not actually watching the show. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out a better way to do that. So I managed to find a script of the second episode online and just copied and pasted the script and I um, just typed up my impressions and thoughts while I was watching. Um, Fantastic. We'll see how it goes. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it until about halfway through, but this particular script I found does not say who is speaking at any given time Ooh. or give any like stage notes or directions. So I don't really know, like necessarily know where everything's happening. I I know where it's happening. I know who's speaking because I've seen the show enough times. By that I mean the second time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think I can keep up with it. But okay. We will see. Otherwise, I will have to go back to the drawing board and try to find another way to take my notes. So, yeah. Otherwise, it takes us like two hours to get through one episode. And these episodes are about 45 minutes long. So, mm-hmm. that's a bit too long <laughs> because we have to keep pausing and reversing. And, and you know, we have a child that's and yeah. need to sleep Sometimes. eventually. Occasionally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, do you have a synopsis for us? Yes. In episode okay. two, The Source of Magic, Quentin faces harsh discipline after contributing to an illegal, an ill-advised attack on Breakbills, while Julia does her best to impress the hedge witches. Witches. Hedge witches. I cannot hedge witch. say hedge witches. It's like sandwich, but hedge witch. I, the first scene of the episode is Quentin, well, we assume Quentin, coming, kind of coming out of unconsciousness he's mm-hmm. sitting on the floor leaning against a desk or something or yes cabinet. Mm-hmm. and they had like a face looms in front of him yeah it's one of the professors um, whose mm-hmm. name i can never remember one of the female professors whose name i cannot think of um and she's trying to get it was know, the same one that gave him the book right no that's someone else oh okay yeah she's in this episode too but not till later yeah um so she's trying to wake him up and she's like asking him to describe the beast that attacked him how did it get in here he's super confused and has like a flashbacks to them Fighting the beast, smashing the mirror, and um, we don't really see who's doing what, just things happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think... We do see Alice, I think, very briefly, mm-hmm. using magic. I think, because um, at the beginning you were like, well, who, who's the one that like did this thing? And I'm like, Yeah, I was don't... looking down, I said, who smashed the mirror? And you were like, I don't know. Well, no, no one yeah. knows yet. Yeah, yeah we it's find out later. It's just a bunch of like discombobulated dis- like, memories. Yeah. However, when, because we, we backed it up so I could see if we could see, because I thought mm-hmm. it was Quentin at first who smashed the mirror. It's Penny. You can see his coat mm-hmm. in that particular scene. Oh, can you? Yeah, because I, I, I was like, it has to be Quentin. Then I realized that Quentin was not wearing like a jacket and Penny was. So right. it was, it was I Penny. was still typing pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So it was Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, and the professor wants to know what the beast said to Quentin and how it knew his name. And he's mm-hmm. like, fuck if I know. <laughs> um, yeah. He's like, he's like, what was that thing? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, and then we have next scene. It's Julia and Scott walking into mm-hmm. the abandoned building where they were going into at the end of last episode. Right. Um, to, you know, join the, the secret underground magic lair. Thing. Yeah, what, we don't have a cool pithy name for you Oh, guys. not Scott. Excuse me. Pete. Is it Pete or is it His Scott? name is Pete. Are you sure? Yes, I am positive because in my notes it says Scott and halfway through the episode I realized his name was Pete. So my notes changed later. But it's Pete. Julia and Pete. Okay. I don't know why I thought his name was Scott, but I did. <laughs> anyway, Pete. So they walk into the abandoned building, um, and Julia's like, what the fuck is this place? Mm. <laughs> it's like 
dark dirty, and dirty and dead creepy. Mouse. Yeah, it's like really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her that at one time it was the finest meatpacking plant in town. And she's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, mm. um, <laughs> and then she asks him about the star on his arm and he kind of like cuts her off and he says that he earned it and she will eventually too. Mm-hmm. You know, if she works hard. And she's asking like more questions and he cuts her off and he's like, dude, shut up. You asked a lot of questions. Shh. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I ask questions. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he gets, they, they like go to like a small room. Yeah. Like and a, a tiny of, ass room. And there's a people. couple other people. There's a couple other people. And then Karina. Marina. Marina. Yeah. And he refers to them as his associates. Mm-hmm. And, um, Marina is looking at like a book of spells, it looks like, mm-hmm. or like a binder of some sort. Yeah, she's like really excited about it. Which is kind of funny because we watch, we watch a little bit further ahead, but it seems like all the hedge, like witcheries, mm-hmm. they all have their stuff in binders. <laughs> well, they are students of magic. I guess, but it's like. So they want to bi- like, like really hard with this whole student thing. Yeah, apparently. but there's like these like pages are precious, right? Like, right? and they're like, here it is in a binder. <laughs> like, yes. You right. are yeah. so good. Um, well, and I, I assume, and you know, obviously we'll learn more about this later, but I assume it's because they've stolen them. Yeah, but they put them in a binder. Yeah, like, right? I don't know. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, um, well, here's our vault that we keep these in. <laughs> Instead of a back room of a former meat locker. Yeah, no one gets to touch it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Marina. Sorry. So, yeah, they. he's like, uh, here's another one like you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, let's he, go on the grand she tour. Like, she's like all like gushing over this book. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? What's your name? And she's like, oh, Marina, I'm new. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then he introduces Julia and Marina and takes them on the grand tour, like mm-hmm. you said. And they get to a meat locker, like a, like a deep freeze. Well, first, Julia says, like, wait, who are all those people that we just saw? And mm-hmm. Marina goes, seriously, you don't know? Why are you even here then? Yeah. Like, she, she's, like, really condescending about it. Um, and Julia said, you know, like, I, she has no idea waiting for... Oh, no, sorry. I have that backwards. Like I said, I don't I don't know who's saying what. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Julia says that... Marina asks her what she's doing there, and Julia says that magic is what she's doing there. Mm. Um, they're hedge witches. We're hedge witches. Yeah. Damn it, I have that backwards again. Marina is the one telling her that she's there for magic. Sorry. Um, and that they're hedge witches. Wow. Yes. I have it backwards. I am sorry. Oh, my God. Wow. So they get to the meat locker. Like yep, you they said. get to the meat locker. Yep. And, and he is like, uh, all, this is where we keep all our magical stuff, like all the magical components. Yes. And All of our ingredients. Our ingredients. Marina walks right in. And then uh, Julia is like, um... I don't really want to go in there. And he's like, no, you got to go in there. And she went in and he locks the door and then just kind of like looks in and then walks away. Yeah. And she's like, he'll be an asshole. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, just leaves. I mean, he is kind of an asshole. He is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we flash cut to a break bills Mm -hmm. where Alice is giving her side of the story. Yeah. It's kind of like it's interspersed with Alice, Penny and Quentin kind of like all telling professors what's going on and they're being like examined. Yeah, but while they're telling it, it like flashes to mm-hmm. what what they're talking about. Yeah. So um, apparently, Q uh, Quentin can make stuff materialize or mm-hmm. 
operate or which he like know. you know just discovered yeah yeah because um one of the professors asked she was she's like you can materialize objects and he was like yeah, i've been in card tricks all my life i guess some of them were actually disappearing i didn't realize it and he was like oops and we see in this <laughs> that'd be so weird like the first time that happened you couldn't figure out how to make be like, it come i back. must have eaten it or he's something like, where did it go <laughs> oh no and he's like everywhere for it i think that'd be pretty funny <laughs> Um, <laughs> so in in his flashback, we see the dean holding a pocket watch, mm-hmm. and um, he's telling Quentin to take it. Which okay, so they're all paralyzed, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the move. We already kind of discussed a little bit how like the coin fell out of Quentin's hand. So clearly, like he wasn't fully paralyzed. He was able to like move his hand, his fingers a little bit. Um, yeah. And then the dean is holding the pocket watch and tells Quentin to take it. And Quentin somehow makes the watch like materialize into his own hand. Right. And then he clicked it. Mm-hmm. And that's what made the paralysis spell lift. Mm-hmm. So he's able to, like, he's able to move. Yeah. And I, I they never address why. And that is going to drive me nuts. Like he's, <laughs> he's able to move enough to click I think, the thing. I think he's, a, I think, well, this is kind of further back, but I think he's actually like a source of magic. Maybe. Like, I feel like be he's not, good, else going he's not on. really good at anything. And we he can, like, pull off these huge amounts of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he... He's under actually, stress, it seems. Yeah, under stress. And I think that um, his... I think he's just able to... He's like a font of magic. Yeah. And pe- like, like a channel that people can, like, tap into if they need to. Or, like, he can give it to other people. I don't know. But anyway, I think he's kind of like a source. I think that's kind of what they're talking about, is that he's a source of magic. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder Because I don't this. really... Because I look through here, and I'm like, I don't really see anything that's the source, quote-unquote, of magic. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we find out that uh, Quentin can make stuff um, materialize. Mm-hmm. Katie uses battle magic that's not supposed to be used. Yeah, she 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 isn't even supposed to know it yet. Yeah, and she used it to stop the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alice uh, attacks the. Um, she does Mothman. something. Yeah. yeah, and like makes him bleed. Yeah, like his 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 face is bleeding. And he's like uh-huh. grabbing at it, and like the moths start to like die and fall to the yeah. ground around him. I have no idea what she was doing. She was doing this. Yep, Ken's making some kind of motion with his hands. For those of you who cannot see, my husband, you know, <laughs> unlike me, it looked kind of like a. Uh, like a praying mantis <laughs> okay yeah sure um anyway um and then penny uh, grabs a chair and breaks the mirror after the moth yeah the moth man goes back through the mm-hmm. mirror like yeah. he steps through it again and penny breaks the glass right. um and then quentin's kind of like having a bit of a panic attack now because he's remembering all this and <laughs> he wants to know if the dean is dead and like no one's answering yep. him um uh, they want to know like where katie learned that spell and she's like look i know we're supposed to use it but i mean like you know the beast. The like, beast, I had yeah. to do something. And right. they're like, ugh. Um, so, yeah. And then the the professor, whose name I can't remember, pulls them all aside and says that... Um, Whoever let the beast through is probably going to be expelled. Yeah. Well, at first she says that they they they, they know they want to understand what how that happened. Here's what I can say. We live in a world that's one world among many. The beast you saw was from one such place. Mm-hmm. We don't know the exact nature of this entity, only that it was powerful and malevolent. Um and we know that it's gone now. The wards and shields that protect break bills, they're encoded to each authorized person on campus and no one else. So they're investigating how the beast got through it and, is, and they're resetting all of it. Mm-hmm. And if someone's responsible for the attack, rest assured, they will be expelled. Classes are canceled tomorrow and we'll resume on Wednesday. And yep. by the way, there's going to be a quiz. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then um, 
we kind of like smash cut again to Alice and Quentin walking on the stairs and Elliot and Margot show up mm-hmm. and are well, like, and you need a drink. Yeah. For, well, first, um, Quentin's like, hey, Alice, um, we did that spell. And she's like, shut up. Don't talk anymore. And he's like, no, we did that. <laughs> like, we brought it here. What the hell? And then um, Elliot and Margot run up. And, mm-hmm. and, he, and Elliot's like, oh, you poor thing. Are you okay? And um, Quentin's like, I'm going to the nurse. And he, he's like, no, no, we're going to get you a nice drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Jesus, you didn't tell me you were dangerous. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> Elliot's like, woo! Elliot is <laughs> so infatuated, it feels like. Or, like, I don't know if he really gets infatuated. But uh, he's just like so into everything. I love Quint- it. Yeah, just everything. Yes. I love um, it. He's my favorite. <laughs> and then we go to the meat locker mm-hmm. where uh, Marina, not Karina. <laughs> yes, Marina. Uh, Marina. Like where you put a boat. Is um, losing her crap. Yeah. And well, it's cold. Because the, the meat locker is still a freezer, basically, mm-hmm. for right. all their shit. So, yeah, right. it's I cold. I don't know how much shit is down there, but. Yeah. Some stuff, um, at least. And then uh, a body bag falls. Well, so first, Marina's talking about how they're they're trying to kill them. Like, mm-hmm. the pe- Pete and them are trying to kill her and Julia. And Julia's like, they're not going to kill us, okay? They're not murderers, trust me. Mm-hmm. And Marina's like, how the fuck do you know that? They locked us in a, in a <laughs> um, meat locker. And yes. so, like, look, we don't have the balls for it. It's some kind of, like, a hazing ritual. It's a test. Like, and I'm not going to flunk another test right now. Like, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> and then they start screaming because they, Marina, I think Marina trips over the body bag is what happens. Does she trip? I thought it fell. She like trips over backwards or something. Oh, okay. And yeah. Cool. Okay. So then they're screaming. Yeah. Um, and then we it, go. Because it's open. Like he, she trips over like the open body bag, so they see the dead guy. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. It's not just that the body bag is there. It's that the, like it's open, so you can see the dead dude. Gotcha. And then. Uh... Which where did they get the dead guy? <laughs> like, is, is no one like where the fuck did they get a dead body? Like... Well, I mean, it was open, like they were doing an autopsy. On it. Yeah, but like they don't like no one seems perturbed. I mean, they're they're freaked out. There's a dead person, there, but they're not like hey. These people that we don't think are trying to kill us, there's a dead body that they locked us in with. What is happening? Like, mm. no one... Yeah, you know, right up past it. Whatever. It's a dead body. Like, so much else on you the can show. Just, you can just pick them up off the street. Oh, I'm already having a love-hate relationship with this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we go to the physical kids dorm. Cottage. Or cottage. Or physical kids cottage. They have a cottage. There's, there's rock music. Um, Elliot walks in all, like... Big like he and, yeah, like he, he's, you know, like all like dramatic and he um, says like, about a cadaver to get rid of it. All the guys that are sitting in the room are like, whatever, Elliot, goodbye. And they have to leave. <laughs> and they leave. They're like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> and yet they all leave. So right. they might find him annoying, but they leave him alone. Yeah. I, I do. He starts to make the signature cocktail. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know what the signature cocktail right, is. Right, me too. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, says, you know, welcome to the Physical Kids Cottage. It's the single best place on campus for a number of reasons that'll become clear as soon as you taste our signature cocktail. <laughs> um, and then Margot and Alice have, well, not really Alice, but Margot attempts to have a really cute little exchange with Alice. Um, Alice is, you know, doesn't notice anything or care, but Margot wants her to try on the dress that she's got. And she tells her it's made exactly for those assets you're hiding underneath that pilgrim tent. <laughs> and you, you, yes, you must. You have to trust me. And they like run off. Um, yeah yeah like Margot's like so excited to have alice like try on this dress of hers and alice is like what the fuck is happening yeah yeah so then oh did you have anything else about that no but i think i just found the signature cocktail oh. but anyway sorry we'll look at that in a little bit yeah um outside on the patio mm-hmm. we've got quentin talking to elliot and um quentin has just told elliot that they brought the the beast 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And Elliot's like, wait, on purpose? Like, you did not, like, you meant to do that? And he's like, no, Jesus. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, he's like, no, no, we didn't. Um, And Elliot's like, well, it's just a mistake. You just messed up. And Elliot's like, or Quentin's like, "Um, no, no, this is bigger than messing up. Like, it killed people. Yeah. Sorry. Um, And then Elliot's like, yeah, it happens. Like, every few years, there's, like, some kind of really bad story. Like, what happened to the third year class? It just happens. (laughs) And he's like, you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. And then Elliot points out, or Quentin and Elliot kind of come to the same conclusion that if Quentin confesses, he's expelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot's like, ugh, great. And then Quentin talks about how before he came to Breakfields, he was in a hospital. And right. he he's talking in like that really quick manic way. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes on about how like he was empty, it was pointless, like his whole life was meaningless. And he, he couldn't shake this feeling. And what's it going to be like going back and like not having this anymore, not knowing about it anymore. Um, he'll just be another depressed super nerd as, as he puts it. You know, super nerd is fine. I you guess. know that there's plenty of us depressed super nerds out there in the world. It's fine. Everyone's good. Um, Elliot tells him that he, there's a spell that he'll write down for Quentin so that if they question him, um, they can't read his mind. So he can, you know, he can lie if need be. And, Quentin is very thankful. You know, he kind of like starts sniffling and crying a little bit and then asks, um, you know, how Elliot's going to help him live with himself. And this is where Elliot's like, all right, I'm going to tell you this deep, dark, personal secret now. Um, And he's like, ready? Good. I killed someone. And and Quentin's (laughs) like, what? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And this is where Elliot talks about how he was 14. It was this bully. He was walking down the street eating a candy bar. And my favorite line, because by then I already ate my feelings at a professional level. (laughs) Don't we all? Yeah. I like to put food on top of my feelings as well. Um, And he saw this guy coming. We're pretty good at it. Right? If we're left left alone. (laughs) And so he, the, the, the bully was crossing the street, and then Elliot sees a bus coming, and he said that he barely thought the thought, and bam. Yeah. He knew and right away. he was killed. Yeah, he said he knew right away that it was him. Um, his nose started bleeding. So he, and like, ruined his... ruined his favorite button down. And that is the story of how he discovered that he was telekinetic. Telekinetic, yeah. And Quentin's like, I'm sorry, if you're telling me this like, so that I understand that it gets better. And he's like, oh, God, no. no, no. It never gets better. Yeah, you're always going to hate yourself for this. Uh, but you're not alone. The thing that I like about it is that he says, uh, magic doesn't come from talent. It comes from pain. It comes pain. from pain, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Well, I think it's interesting given the the context of the show. Like, mm-hmm. most of the people you see that are magical, at least, you know, of They seem the talented? Peers, they, well, they seem talented, but they also all have, like, really fucked up pasts. Like, all of them have, like, a lot of dark shit happening in their lives and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't really see anything about Margot or Elliot's past yet, except for what Elliot just told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even Alice's. Like, she mentions that her brother died, and she doesn't know what happened, and her parents were really fucked up. We don't really see a whole lot of that. Um, or of Katie. We haven't really seen a lot of Katie's past yet. That'll come later in the season. But we've yeah. definitely seen uh, Quintance, and we've also seen a bit of um, Penny's when he's talked about his past a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's very fleeting, though. Yeah. Which, in the first episode, when the Dean is meeting with... Um, British woman, whose name I can't think of either. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I need my names. Ah! Um... She talks about like how we need them to be at Breakbills, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives you the feeling that it's it's obviously Quentin. And I thought first of all it was Julia, and clearly not because she got kicked out. Mm-hmm. And so then I assumed it was Alice. It must be Quentin and Alice. And now I'm wondering if it's actually Quentin and Penny. 
based on some conversations they have in this episode. See, I don't know about that. I, I definitely think it's two of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe four, but I'm pretty we'll sure see. it's I think I'm pretty sure it's all four of them. Alice, Quentin, Penny, and Katie. Yeah. And I think Julia's there too. See, I feel like they, they knew they were all part of it, but it seems to me like they they Quentin and Penny have like a weird connection, connection of some kind that they yeah. need to be there. Um <laughs> it's interesting. Gotcha. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But I think, like, based on like a one, like a random off line in this mm-hmm. episode, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, so right. then in Margot's room, Alice is like really uncomfortable and nervous, and they're like drinking from like a bottle of wine or champagne mm-hmm. or something. Um, and Margot's asking her questions, you know, like what attacked you? What attacked you? And um, Alice is like, Meh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah and Margot kind of like you know mentions like well i thought with your family you would have known because everyone's magical and she's like nope nope uh, my family has nothing to do with it yeah i've got no idea um and Margot's like yeah she's like mine's mine's uh pretty pointless and toxic also didn't um and alice you know says that she didn't learn magic formally as a kid mm-hmm. and this is when we find out that she was never invited to take the breakville's entrance exam she just showed up for it and they let her take it apparently. And the yeah. Margo's like, "Wait, how did you get in? Like, you, you can't find it unless you know how to get here, right. and you can't get in unless you have a key." And she's like, "I stole a key." And <laughs> Margo's like, "Wait, their charm with McNaughton's unstealable." And she's like, "Yeah, I stole it." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Um, and, and so they're kind of talking back and forth, and I'm getting like super like cliche lesbian makeout vibes here like they obviously have not had any romantic interlude of any kind but like the way this scene is acted mm-hmm. i'm like all right so who's gonna kiss who like when, <laughs> when is it gonna happen and, that'd be kind of funny right i'm just like okay like it, it just ex- I, I feel like it would be too expected like too like you know formulaic for that to happen but still like I, that was where i thought it was going right and i was really annoyed at first i was like come on really like at least like give them a backstory first before they no, have no, like no, their no. wild college lesbian fling or something like that nope. come on now nope 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 but, no. <laughs> um, didn't happen i didn't have to get annoyed by the fact that it's a really yeah. stupid storyline to start off in this way but yes yeah, so now we're back in the locker yeah well i wanted to point out like it like Quote, unquote, no one, like, not very many people, can, like, well, not quote, because they didn't quote it, but, like, it seems like Breakbills is supposed to be, like, shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, no one can get in there unless you know what you're looking for. However, it seems like there's a lot of fucking people that just kind of, like, wander. Show up. Yeah, yeah, they just show up. Like, Well, but then we have another episode later where um, the the hedge witches have to go through like some like big rigmarole to get in. So obviously yeah. like not everyone can get in just because they want to get in. True. But I mean it just kind of feels like there's a lot of people that Right, just yeah. showing up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um I just wonder why they didn't like kick Alice out. Why <laughs> they weren't like you aren't supposed to be here. Get out, bitch. Right. But no well, because they... she had enough magic to get through the reward. But then she would have been invited. Maybe. Because they keep track of it. Yeah. Um and then we're back at the meat locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're looking for something. Yeah, well, they, it looks it feels like they found some papers in with the dead guy. Yeah, and they're they're looking for like phone numbers or a code or something. Um, Pete is standing outside, and he says, "Come on, chop chop," kind of like under his breath. Mm-hmm. And then he brings the dead body to life from outside the meat locker. Yeah. <laughs> um, dead guy chases Julia, who then is he naked? 
I don't know. They don't show anything from the waist yeah. down. So, I mean, I would assume so, but yeah. who knows. But yeah, so dead guy chases Julia, who then impales him on a piece of metal. He impales himself. He kind of trips. She, like, like dodges, yeah. and then he trips and falls and, like, impales himself on a piece of metal. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that hurt. Well, he's dead, so. I well, yeah, but that. he's possessed. Yeah. I wonder if it hurt Pete or Scott or whatever the fuck his name is. Pete. I'm guessing not. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, there's, like, you know, it's, like, some ominous music, and they're talking, and Julia's like, there's got to be something going on here. And then, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, then um, Marina runs up, and <laughs> we see that the dead man is, you know, impaled on the metal there, mm-hmm. and she's like, is he dead? And Julia's like, yeah, but it was already dead, so I'm not sure. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dead, dead, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Marina's like, oh, my God, they're going to kill us. Why did I sign up for this? And Julia's like, shut up. Just shut up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm pretty sure it's dead, dead now. And then they both scream because... Pete talks. talks through the dead guy. Yeah. And she's like, calm down, Jesus, it's me. And they're like, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> to which she responds with, howdy. <laughs> which I enjoy. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And they kind of like banter back and forth. And Julia is like, um, let us out, you dick. Like, get us out of here. And he's like, look, it, you have to find your own way out. And she's like, okay, great, it's a test. And he's like, yeah, if you don't get through it, you definitely can't deal with what we do. So figure it out. Mm-hmm. and um, tells them to look everywhere fast because frostbite's going to set in soon. And then yep. they... And they find a warming spell. Yes, because they, they're like, where didn't we look? And it turns out that there's a warming spell, or a temporary warmth, excuse me, mm-hmm. temporary warmth spell in the dead guy's body bag. Yeah, they at the bottom. they found before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we go to Q, or Quentin, and he is reading Fillory... Um, in their like cool coffee shop. Yeah, it's like, like the like library coffee shop, common room. Yeah, something or other. Cool. Anyway, room. yeah. Alice walks up, um, and he says that she, he was researching, and she's like, "What a kids book?" And he was like, "Look, what do you want from me? Like, we couldn't have screwed up any more. Like, yeah, you're the one that drove this, and we all fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah." You told me to be involved, and I was involved, and it went all sideways. Yes. And she's so, like, I don't even know who you are. And he's like, yeah, and you still help, had me help you bring the Mothman. So <laughs> shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Alice is like, yeah, okay, sure. I, you you should hate me. Fine. Yeah. Um, then she's talking about how he showed up with a sigil on his hand, and she was all excited because it's one from a book, and he she needed it for her brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's not what happened, though. Like, it appeared when I was dreaming of Fillory. And she's like, okay, great. Um she yeah. like seems to know the name, like recognize Fillory, but has no idea like what it actually entails. I don't think she recognizes is. Fillory. Well, she does because like she knows it's a kids book, and well, she, could she, even, she, she tells could look him that at the front cover. She also tells him that it's fantasy, too. Maybe. So I, I I think that she's heard of it, but doesn't like recognize it as like she's probably never read it or known mm-hmm. the story. Just that she knows that it exists, basically. Right. Like if you'd never heard, like if you'd never actually read Harry Potter, you'd probably still know that Harry Potter is a book series. Maybe. Yeah. I suppose. If you were a child. Yeah, but I feel like late nineties. I feel like Fillory is even like more obscure. Maybe. Like, I don't know. It seems like it was pretty popular for kids. Well, because they keep talking about a cult class being a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like cult classics are like ones that not very many people know about, but the people that do know about them are like, I think of of cult classics as it wasn't very popular when it first came out, but became very, very popular later. Mm. Like Rocky Horror Picture Show or Clue. 
you know like they weren't very mm. popular when they originally came out but they got super popular afterwards right okay I, maybe yeah yeah okay so anyway so they're talking about Hillary <laughs> um, and he's explaining that he thinks it's real because she's like, no, no, it's just fiction. And he's like, no, no, it's. I think it's real. Like, I think because the chat ones are real. So I think Fillory exists. Um, and he talks about how they um, live next door to the author. He based the characters on them. And then he says, Jesus, how do you not know any of this? Yeah. He's getting a little, like, fanboy arrogant there. Kind yeah. of being a dick about it. And then he's he asks, uh, is there any place that we can go to watch a movie? Mm-hmm. Or watch a video? Yeah. And there we see the, or we, there's, like, an overview, overview. It's like a documentary. Yes, like a voiceover from a documentary mm-hmm. um, about Christopher Plover, who wrote the Fillory series, um, you know, living next door to the Chatwins and writing stories for young Jane and Martin mm-hmm. when Martin disappeared and Christopher was devastated. And it talks about how like this is just one of a series of painful events that haunted him. It suffused his work with a sense of melancholy and loss. And the mystery of Martin Chatwin's disappearance was never solved. Yeah. And even more mysterious, his sister disappeared the following year. Right. And Alice is like, um, yeah, that's a lot of disappearing. And then Quentin does his manic speed talking thing again, where he says, yeah, that's why people are obsessed with the book, because you've got these kids walking into clocks in other worlds. They're based on real kids, and the real kids, they vanished. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why people are so into it. Um, and they kind of go back and forth, where he's kind of trying to convince her that it's real, but also, like, no, I have no idea if it's real, but we called something from another world, so why couldn't this also be another world? Right. Um, which I feel like is a strange tangent to be on when he's then talked about how he can't get kicked out. But what if Fillory's real? He's like, you don't understand how mind-blowing it is. And so, it's like, it seems like he's having trouble, like, he's super worked up about two things here. Yeah. Like, one, he doesn't want to get kicked out, but he's also, like, really excited that his Fillory fantasy exists. Fillory might be real. Yeah. And well, I mean, at I the beginning assume of... that the two are connected in his mind. Like yeah. if breakbills exist, therefore Fillory could exist. And if he gets kicked out of one, he'll lose them both essentially. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of the episode, the, the woman that we can't remember her name, she uh, said that there's many worlds that come... the professor, the professor yeah, yeah. said that there's many worlds and we don't know which, where it came from. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I don't know why this is such a hard thing for Alice to like wrap her head around that there's another other worlds. Yeah. Well, I think they, I don't know. I feel like they do a really bad job of connecting the two thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like how he like, you know, if, if break bills, if he doesn't have break bills anymore, he won't have filler anymore because the two of them, if one world exists, the other one must exist basically. Mm-hmm. But they don't really, like, connect that here. He's just going, like, all manic and crazy about filler being real. And also, I don't want to leave break bills. Right. And I feel like they do a really bad job of, like, making it clear that the two are connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alice says to, you know, let's get our, let's hide the evidence and get our story straight. Um, the evidence being the book that she holds up that they found the spell in. Hey, honey, you know what I need? I need evidence. Of our ad segment. Oh, my God. You're such a dork. And back. All right. So now we are, we see the professor whose name we can't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in her office and she's examining something. Mm -hmm. And then a file on her desk opens magically with a map pinpointing something on the ground. Yeah. Followed it up. Um, Huh. Wonder what that is. I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have um, Penny and Katie outside. Yep. Um, Penny is leaving. He's like, yep. fuck this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> With his, like, 
pillowcase. Yeah, his pillowcase with like not like hardly anything in it. That's like all his junk. Yeah. He does not have very much junk in his trunk. Apparently not. <laughs> I make funnies. Uh, so Katie's trying to convince him to stay, and she's like, "Yeah, like I don't know why you're leaving, but you're not the type that scares easily." And he's like, "You know what? You want the truth? Hearing people's thoughts, that is the least of my problems. I, you know, I take a couple, li- I do a couple lines, I mix the right kind of meds, and I'm fine." Yeah. And she points out that he heard Quentin and Alice in the lab, and he's like, "Nope, there's a voice. Everything else comes with a lot of static, um, but this guy is clear as a bell. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he says he's a magician." And that's all I know about him. That and he taught me, everything he taught me is real and it works. So this voice in his head is the one teaching him magic. <clears throat> so that's where he's like, everything he already knows, he's learned from this voice in his head. Which I'm like, maybe don't listen to the voice in your head when it's yeah. telling you to do magical spells. Like, that might know. not be safe. You might as well. Yeah. Um, and Katie's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems to have like the same reaction I do where it's like, um, you know, probably not the best thing to do to listen to this voice and yeah. uh, he talks he's like no he's like this voice is amazing like this is like everything in my life was crap growing up except for this voice like so yeah. I love it he saved my ass he's my only friend right up until he sent me to the lab to help and then that thing walked through the mirror yeah and um, so then Katie asks if he was hearing the beast which I was like that's a strange leap to make to go from I thought Penny said he was no he doesn't say it he said oh. that it's the voice sent him to the lab to help and then the thing walked through the mirror. Oh, weird. And Katie's like, wait, you were hearing the beast? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I was getting duped. And so I, I don't know. That was just a strange leap to me. Like, I feel like I'd be more logical that some outside force was leading him to bring the beast in or something like that. Right. Or even leading him to stop them from bringing the beast in. Like, there are a lot of other conclusions I would have drawn from that. Um, but they went straight to that it's the beast he's hearing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Sunderland, that's her name. Sunderland, Sunderland. yes. Yeah. Sunderland, um, that is the professor's name. <laughs> All right, uh, it's here. My script finally. I got to it. Yay! Um, so Katie asks if like anyone else knows, including Sunderland, uh-huh. and he's like, nope. And there's no point now, so I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and Katie tries to like convince him to stay because it's not his fault that he tricked him. Like, I still don't think it's the beast who tricked him. I just, I don't. That's a weird leap to make. Again, yeah. I'm just gonna say it again. That's just a weird leap to make. Um, and Penny's like like, why do you even care if I leave and Katie's like look I was there I did the spell too and so if you're guilty I'm guilty plus you know like I like you like we you know come come with me Um, (laughs) I like that we come come with me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then she says uh, let's go do something stupid before you go yeah she's like if you're leaving anyway Let's go do something stupid. <laughs> and so they leave together. Yes. Uh, then we go back to the meat locker. In the meat locker. Um, and they are, Julia and Marina are talking. Um, uh-huh. Julia says, or Marina, excuse me, says something about crushed rocks you see in spells. The concentrated area of effect. I don't know what she's mm-hmm. referring to specifically. Um, and Julia's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you say this before? Yeah. And she's like, I didn't know that I knew this. Like, I've been reading everything I get my hands on and I don't know what all of it means until something happens. And she's like, and now, and she said that she accidentally poisoned herself twice and now she's stuck in the freezer with some bitch. And she's like, and you are, just so you know. <laughs> in, case in, case, in case you think I'm being rude, I'm not. Yeah. Um, and then she asks if Julia figured out she wanted magic at her blow dry last week. And I'm like, mm. yeah, basically that's kind of what happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like right. She, 
found out of magic and then decided she had to have it. So <laughs> I don't really love Julia in this show so far. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Julia. Yeah. So far, I'm really only a fan of Elliot at this point. And Margo to a point, but mostly Elliot. Um, yeah. And so then <laughs> Julia's basically like, fuck off. I'm not interested in your crap. Let's just do this. Yeah. Um, and at this point, they figure out, oh, yeah, no, they figure out what else they need. And they realize mm-hmm. they need animal fat. Um, did, you, like, did you notice that um, like when Julia gets up and like starts looking at all like the glass bottles and stuff like that? Marina just kind of picks stuff up and puts it into the bowl without even looking at the paper. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she like picks up like sand, sticks mm-hmm. it in. She picks up like some other thing and just puts it into the into the pot, like without even looking at the thing. And as far as I know, they didn't discuss exactly what yeah. needed to go into the pot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and then um, it, it like it seems like Julie is the one like kind of like, leading this because mm-hmm. she's saying like I'm gonna need. Um, knife in a bowl and then she's like one like figuring out because you know, like the um writing and papers in french mm-hmm. looks like yeah. and it says they need animal fat or mutton and mm-hmm. she's like uh maybe there's meat somewhere and so they start looking around for meat find no meat yeah except there is a meat except for there there is meat right there big old honking man-sized chunk of meat um <laughs> <laughs> so Gross. but julie does tell her that it's you know it's not it's it's not just pretend for her like it's, it's really important and mm-hmm. uh marina's like okay well you smell ivy league to me and she's like well yeah because i am or i was and then asked if she's ever heard of break bills and she said it's like you know the secret yale but for magic mm-hmm. and i'm not sure if when she refers to like how she is or was ivy league if she's talking about the fact that she got into yale like actual yale mm-hmm. or if because, she was allowed to take an entrance because entrance she took exam. an entrance exam to break bills therefore she was like magic ivy league right. which i call bullshit on that because she didn't even get past the entrance exam Therefore, she didn't even she get to not. the second part of yes. the entrance exam so i hope that she's referring to actual yale but i get a feeling that she's not like she yeah. seems to think that she's entitled to magic because because she heard about break she happened to go take a test that she failed and then was supposed to forget about yeah which i still don't understand how that happened right because i don't know it seems like a big plot hole um and then let's see they say that they need meat, and then Julia grabs a knife and goes to town. Mm-hmm. Or attempts to go to town. Yeah. And, well, we know that she gets some, some meat from him. Cause, oh, right, because she drops it into the, the bucket or whatever yeah, they have. Yeah, like later. And she, Marina's like, mm, no, can't can't do that. And Julia's like, all right, here we go. And, like, takes the knife and, and goes and does all it, ready yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then we go to the physical kids party. Yeah, so they're... <laughs> Physical kids kids cottage is having a big old party. Um, Penny and Katie get in and they are like Penny's kind of keeping a lookout. And Katie steals an amulet from a drawer and then Mm -hmm. a book that was sitting nearby. Yep. Outside, we've got. um, Outside, it's Penny and Katie. And. um, Yes, thank you. She. uh, Katie holds up the amulet, uh, which we find out is an Emerson's Emerson's alloy. Mm -hmm. And. Penny is like, look, it's rusting. Like, that's not how this works. And um, they, uh, just as they're like staying outside, um, Alice and Quentin are out there too because they're talking about something. Mm-hmm. Well, first Katie tries to convince Penny that he should stay because this place is a gold mine. Like, we can steal all this shit, basically, mm-hmm. is what she kind of 
yeah. seems to mean. And he's like, um, okay, well, maybe. And then she's like, and by the way, I'm here, and I'm amazing, so you should stay with me. And he's <laughs> like, I'll think about it. Geez. That's how you get me to stay at CSCC. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see Quentin and Alice, um, and like they're all kind of like near each other talking, but not really talking together, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, no, sorry. Um, Al- or Penny and Katie kind of like walk up to them. Oh, and okay. um, they're, they're like, no, no, leave us alone, go from us. Um, <laughs> Yep, and then... Um, the interim dean shows up. Yes. Professor, right. she walks up and she says, there you are, Quinn and Alice and Katie and Penny, or Penny and Katie, excuse me. Yeah. You're exactly who I was looking for. I found the most interesting thing buried in the woods. And she holds the book that yeah. Alice had said they were going to bury the evidence of earlier. <laughs> so now we know where the map was showing her. In um, the woods. Yes. So then we have the professor kind of like interviewing slash interrogating all four students separately. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin is like super twitchy and seems really guilty. Like, <laughs> even if he wasn't guilty, if I were talking to this kid, I'd be like, "You did it. Like, yeah. all right, just get yeah, out. Like, I don't know what you did, but you did something. Get out. Yeah, did like, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like so all over the place. Um, they're all basically saying you know, like all we were doing was studying. Um, I don't even know what language this is. I mean, sure, we all you know we all touched the mirror, but you know whatever. Um, and then they kind of like the like they're. They all basically say we were just studying. That's all we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the their, the professor says, you know, like, look, I'm just trying to make sense of all this. There's residue all over this book, including a summoning that we believe opened the door to the beast. Um, and then we kind of see them all outside, mm-hmm. outside the office where they're all waiting together. Except for Penny. Except for Penny. He's still in there. Katie and Alice and Quentin all basically say they didn't say anything. They mm-hmm. kept the secret, you know. And um, inside the office, Professor is talking to, to Penny and says, like, I know they're your friends. And he's like, fuck that. They're my friends. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and she's like, oh, well, you know, like, I have to assume it's all you. And he's like, no, it wasn't. I'll tell you. Be quiet and let me talk. And she's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when he, when they walk out of the office, when he's walking past Quentin, he's like, by the way, you're welcome. Um, and then she asks to see Quentin in the office. But Alice, you can go. Mm-hmm. And it... Quentin asks if there is nothing he can do in this moment to stop the comet from crashing into Earth. And again, talking super fast, mm-hmm. but like kind of like an almost like monotone, depressed tone. Yeah, like, I feel like it's a quote from a book or something. Sounds like it is, yeah. but I don't know what book or Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really either. Um, and then we go to Quentin and Elliot. Um, wa- are they walking or are they... S- yeah, so Quentin is carrying a stack of books oh, away right. and Elliot runs up behind him. And... Mm-hmm. Um, he Quentin's taking his books back to the library because he's right. out. Um, and <laughs> he mentions that word travels fast uh, when your life's over. And Elliot's like, "Don't say that." Uh, at this point, Quentin's like, "Yeah, they're bringing a specialist to see like what I to white what me. I know. Like yeah. they're bringing her in to wipe me, to, like to decide if I need to be wiped. Basically, is what they're doing." Oh, okay. They're bringing a specialist to like see if he's telling the truth and decide if he needs to go or not. And he's talked about how he's. Try to tell himself this is somehow better um, to, you know, to just not know anything exists at all rather than know what's out there. And he's like, you know, of course I can't. Like, yeah. there's, you know, I can't. Um, Elliot says, you know, of course. You don't know what to say. Nobody would rather not know. You don't get to see color and then want to go back to black and white. And Elliot's like, look, you don't have to make me feel better. 
Uh, we basically just met each other, and Elliot says, "Well, I bond fast. Time's an illusion." Yeah, <laughs> it's like I love you, Elliot. Um, you know, he's he's like we're we're best buddies. He's like, you know, just don't go out there and don't be the old you. Like, be this you. Don't be you know the sad, depressed, super nerd. And he asks how. Um, and Elliot says, how about I find you? I don't say magic is real, but I seduce you. And I lift your spirit so that life retains its sparkle for decades. I love Elliot. Um, and, yeah. and then Quentin goes, yeah, that sounds nice. Thank you. <laughs> like, he, as far as we know, Quentin is straight and he's not like, dude, no, thank you. He's like, yeah, that would be a really nice thing for you to do, man. Thank you for helping me out. Like, it's just so cute. <laughs> thank you for seducing me. Even thank though you I'm for straight. being willing to seduce me to make me feel better, even though I won't remember any of this <laughs> after I leave and won't know who you are. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, and then just be this random boy. That, random dude that, that I that I hooked up that with. That I one hooked time. up with once and then go back to my <laughs> dreary life. But, but with a little sparkle for decades because of Elliot. I love it. Um, and <laughs> so then. Um, Quentin is like, okay, but you know, is there any way that I can not get wiped? <laughs> yeah. And, um, Elliot says he's not sure. He's heard of the specialist and all he can say is they're really good. Yeah. Uh, that's all he knows. And then we go to Quentin. He's calling Julia from payphone. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Um, and he leaves her like, he leaves her a met, like he leaves her like a really similar message to the message that she left him. Yeah. Like that he read? Does he read it in his email, or she call him? I can't really remember what, but I think it was an email. Yeah. Anyway, so she yeah, it's, it's pretty much it's really similar to the email that she sends. Yeah, but at the same time that we see him making the call, there's like a voiceover um, while she is like getting ready to cut the meat from the dead guy mm-hmm. in the um, meat locker. So we kind of like see like both scenes at the same time. Yeah. Um, and he's you know like basically telling her that he's really sorry about what happened last time I met. You know he feels really bad about it. He he hopes that she's doing better. He got expelled mm. and they're sending the specialist in to like the local brain wipe guy is dead. And you know, long story. Um, but if you remember, or if you figured it out, why it didn't work on you, I'd like to know. Cause I need to know magic is real. Yeah. So basically he's like, he's pleading, like he's pleading with her to help him. But at the same time, like he didn't help her. Yeah. Right. At all. Like so it's like the exact same situation. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, um, she, he says, you know, um, without break fails, it's just I'm lost and you're not. And then we see Julia making the spell work, the temporary mm-hmm. heat. And yeah. they're like rubbing it on their faces and hands. And yeah, yeah. Like the... That's why they need it. I'm pretty sure that's why they need the fat mm-hmm. was to bind it and put it like onto their skin. Yeah. So then they go to like try to find a way out. At this point, Elliot ends his message and then he erases it. And it says, deleted. Mm-hmm. And he walks away, yeah. Yes. And then he runs into Penny. And they get into a fight. Yeah, he like runs up and shoves Penny. Yeah. Uh, which Penny does not appreciate. Yeah. Um, he shoves Quentin down to the ground because Penny is much larger and clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Quentin does not. Then he kind of starts to walk off. And then Quentin. And Quentin uh, like remembers back to Katie when she did battle magic mm-hmm. and replicates it and d- like attacks Penny with it. Yeah. Penny like blocks it and shoots it back, right back at. Quentin mm-hmm. and Quentin goes flying through the air. Oh yeah, like and breaks his arm. Yeah, like probably 20, 30 yards away. Mm-hmm. He goes way out there. And Sutherland shows up. Yep, and then they Sutherland, start like Sutherland or Sutherland? Sunderland. 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 Yeah. Sunderland shows up and yeah, like, she's like, "Who the fuck shot that spell? Yeah. You know you're not <laughs> supposed to do that." And they're like, "Well, I did it." And then yep. they go to the infirmary, and 
Dude, does he get fixed up now? Oh, no. No, we have another scene in between. Then we go to the meat locker. Yeah, we're back in the meat locker. Um, Julia breaks down the meat locker. Or doesn't break down, but she, like, removes the hinges or something like that from the meat locker she door. Used the, she used the... Scissors. Scissors as screwdriver. Yeah. Which, I feel like, why did she have to go through all the other shit to figure out to open the door? Like yeah. she did. Like, right. I mean, I know that he, he talks, but, like, basically, she's angry when she comes out. Um... <clears throat> And he's like, great, now do you understand why it was so important? She's like, why, to fucking die? Like, what are you talking about? He says, no, you have to figure out everything can't be solved by magic. Right. And I was like, So, like, the whole point was to use the scissors (laughs) to open the door. Which, yeah, I totally get, but why did... I don't understand why she went through all the other shit and, like, the dead man having to, like, you know, cut a hunk of meat off of the dead dude. Because they were so cold they couldn't figure it out. Right, and they could have been plenty... Yeah. Like they could have figured it out. A didn't long time take ago. her that long to break the door down with scissors. Like it couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> I'm loving and yet hating the show at the same time. <laughs> so, anyway, um, she asks if he's still debating on letting her to the club, and he's like, "Look, I invited you." And she's like, "Um, no, you attacked me in a bar and bathroom on my birthday, you dick." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm done proving myself to you." And he's like, "Look, you weren't trying to prove yourself to me." You were proving um, yourself, you're proving to, yourself her. to her. And turns out Marina is, as she puts it, the top bitch in New York. Yeah. Um, and so, she's level 50. Yes. She is the one who is in charge. Um, and this is where Julia's like, so this was, and Marina says, me discovering how much I like you. You're smart. You're passionate. You question things. And she's like, you messed my fucking head, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how do I ever trust you again? And she's like, why would you trust anyone? Yeah, why would anyone? you trust anybody? Like, this yeah. is stupid. And then they're like, you need a drink? And they walk by and just kind of, like, walk off into the distance. Yeah. Trailing Julia. Because they're, you know. The uh, bad bitch. The club now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're a club. The the bad bitch witch club. Yeah. Bad bitch witch club. (laughs) Um, And then we're at break bills again. Mm Mm-hmm. In the infirmary. The witch doctor. And, uh, yeah. Because I will always call her. (laughs) She's fixing Quentin's broken arm. Yeah. And she tells him it's going to burn a little. That's why he's not supposed to throw that kind of magic around. He's lucky that she can fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're lucky you're not expelled. And he's like, oh, yeah, so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, and then we find out that Penny had the amulet that he helped Katie steal. And that's what repelled oh, the magic. Yep. So it wasn't actually Penny. It was the amulet itself mm-hmm. repelling um, Quentin's magic. And he says, real magicians protect themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then Quentin's like, would someone please just get him the fuck out of here? Just sign him out and get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, and then we go to a at night mm-hmm. in a car, and Marina and S- Pete. Pete Pete are there. Yep. And uh, Katie uh, opens the door and gets in the back. Yep. And she says that the 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 charm or crystal or whatever, and the um, she was they're supposed like, to draw yeah. Off. Well, she refers to it as the charm or crystal. Oh, okay. And. Um, uh, Marina says the Emerson's alloy prevalent. She's like, yeah, this guy was with. He grabbed it. I'll find you. And they went okay and more. And then she gives her the book. Mm-hmm. It says there's a, a ton of good shit right in there. Yeah. Um, and Marina's like, great. You didn't get what I asked you to. And she's like, look, I'll get it later. Yeah. And then she's like, we have been generous with you. Yeah. And she hands like. Considering a, everything. Yeah. And she hands a piece of paper and she says, get everything on this list uh, by next week. Yeah. Yeah. So Marina has something going on. Yeah, she's got something over Katie. Yeah. Um, we don't find out what quite yet, but she's no. got something on her. But she's, yeah. um, and Marina tells her to go back to Great Bills, go to bed. I'm sure you've got class in the morning, she puts <laughs> it. Yeah. And then in the dorm, 
Penny, it's nighttime still. Yeah. Penny is he's like clutching. sleeping with the amulet. Like, yeah. Grasped firmly in his hand. Right. Which sounds naughty, but it's not. He's just... his, he's grasped his amulet in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quentin <laughs> takes the amulet from Penny while he's asleep. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the professor's office. Yeah. And the woman who was the paramedic from his first the alumni interview where the day guy was, she's in the office. And... Um, she, she's like, oh, you caught me. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm a terminal snooper, as she puts herself. And she's like, how are you, Quentin? I heard about the attack. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. You were there. And she says to call me Eliza. Yeah. And so she was there that day to make sure that he got here. And he's like, great. I kind of fucked that up. And he was like, they're calling him a specialist. He's supposed to wipe it all away like it never happened. And she's like, you know, I'm the specialist. So, <laughs> shh. Yeah, watch your tone, yeah. you rat. <laughs> so then they go and they sit down, and he tells her, like, he asks her why he why she gave him the book, and mm-hmm. she says that he, she thought he would appreciate it, and she's like, yeah, I lost it. And she's like, well, I guess I fucked up then. Yeah. He clearly didn't appreciate it that much. And he's like, no, no. He's like, I need to read it. I just can't find it. And she says, "Think um, that tends to happen with, thing, with things from Fillory. Yeah, things with, things with Fillory are funny that way. And he's like, yeah. wait, wait, is it real? And she's like, why would you, why would you ask if you're just going to forget? <laughs> um, yeah so they kind of like banter back and forth a little bit and he's like all right fine whatever and you know they wipe my memory and she's like oh quinton i am pleased and she like smacks the table yeah. and he was like wait what <laughs> yeah she's like you're a better liar than i thought you were <laughs> yeah and she's like can i level with you he's like um yeah i wish you would he's you're not smart or you're not very remarkable you're smart but not a genius you do magic but nothing special and the worst is you're so eager to belong that you forget why you're even here <laughs> and he's like wait what <laughs> You know, why am I here? And so you dreamed of Fillory. Mm-hmm. Before the attack, like a warning. And he asks, like, he's like, how did you know? She's like, because I have two. And I've looked into the, that beast's eyes. Yeah. And then <laughs> she says, uh, do you think you have a destiny? And he's like, oh, yeah, um, I, th- I think so. And she's like, there is no destiny. And there <laughs> and are no like, heroes. She's like, I used to leave that shit, too. <laughs> yeah. There is no destiny and there are no heroes. Um, I have no idea why the beast came after you. Um, you will lose people if you don't get strong. Mm-hmm. And um, he asks who she's like, wait, who are you? <laughs> and she says that she's just another inadequate magician who's lost people. Yeah. And he has to get strong, learn fast by any means necessary. And that's why she's so pleased to see him sitting there. Like you don't have an Emerson's in your pocket to repel any spell. And she like hang, holds and she's like Emerson's dangling in. it in front of him. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, that wasn't mine. Well, I don't goes, know where that came from. You stole that. And she's like, um, who stole it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I love her. Like I, she, after Elliot is now one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like she's just so funny. Um, <laughs> and she's like, relax. No one's taking your mind today. Just shut up. She's like, I'll tell the school that you get one more chance probation. They'll respect my call. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she tells him not to hop back on the garden path like some little lemming, or she will erase everything and make him start over entirely for his own good. Yeah. So and clearly she, he's not getting out of this. Like he'll yeah. they'll just keep making him do it again and again until he gets it right. Yeah. So. And then she says, "Don't don't overthink it." Yeah. I wonder how many times he's actually been here. Right. I know. I'm wondering that too. Yeah. I wonder if he's been here more Maybe than. That's once. why he's so depressed in the real world because he. <laughs> or like his why, mind. He's, why he's twitchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then we go back to the warehouse or no, it's like a storefront. Yeah. I don't think it's a warehouse. It's just like a storefront. Yeah. I don't think it's the, the meat locker warehouse anymore. I think it's like a Marina like walks through a shop and then into some back room. Yeah. Yeah. She grabs an apple first. Yeah. And the back room looks like the back room that they went into through the meat packing plant, but it's not. No, the the one in the meat packing plant was tiny. 
Like oh, it was just point. it was yeah. like it was, it like, was like a like narrow an old, thing. Yeah, it was like an old freezer that didn't work anymore. So yeah, yeah. Like, um, anyway, so Julia's getting her first star tattoo. Mm-hmm. And um, Marina says, "Congratulations, Julia! Big day, first star, first of many." And Julia's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they seem very Stepford people to me. Yeah, and she doesn't seem to—I don't know. Like Julia doesn't really seem to care about getting the stars and the levels and things like that. She just—it seems like she's more just wanting the magic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like she's just like she wants to skip ahead to where she knows all the magic and not like go through. Not to learn it. I also think she doesn't feel like being part of the club. Like, she's not mm. interested in, like, making buddies and being part of this, like, camaraderie club right. situation. Yeah. She just wants the knowledge, and that's it. Which, Bugs you know, me. seems all right. Yeah. <laughs> Based on what we've seen <laughs> in her in the last two episodes. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Um, and then we go back to break bills. Mm-hmm. Eliza is kind of, like, walking through the halls, and she goes into what looks like a super nice, mm-hmm. like, a hospital room, but it's huge. Yeah. Um, she's like, I hope your bits are covered. <laughs> Coming in. How are you, Henry? So she walks over to the dean, whose first name is apparently Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like some uh, mechanic, ma- mechano magical like things on his hands. And he's got eye patches, mm-hmm. um, and he has a wound on his throat. Yeah, but he's like moving. Yeah, he's clearly alive. Yeah, um, and talking. Like she, she says that she's sorry. She knew the beast would come, but she had no idea it was going to happen so soon. And he's like, you know, no one's ready. Like we need more time. We need a teacher with full use of his hands. Um, and then he says, there's that new wrinkle, whatever mm-hmm. that happens to be. Um, and she says that she'll find a way to help him. They'll heal his hands, heal his eyes. And he's like, that's not going to stop. Like, we, uh, won't yeah. help them. And then he, like, violently pitches around and says, like, this is your problem. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she and, he's, and he says that Quentin and Penny, this is, like, where like, the light bulb was. Quentin and Penny, they're not built for this. And she's like, I know, and I've tried. Which kind of lends to your thought like how many times have they gone through this before mm-hmm. um right he tells her to go back there and she says you said it like i could just hop on a bus um which makes me wonder if he's talking about fillery like he wants to tell wants her to go back to fillery and she's like how the fuck do i get there yeah um and he says to find a way back find the beast and kill him and she's like okay yeah, and um, she's and- like if, if i could do that then we would be both be sipping hot tea sharing a drink right now. sharing a drink right now with mm-hmm. four eyes between us mm-hmm yeah um and then let's see he, she asks what else can i do and he says make the magicians and she's like and she's like that's not enough and he's like i know yeah which and is then, super ominous yeah and then we go to margo and elliot like chatting it up they're barbecuing, barbecuing outside the physical kids cottage yeah and like doing funny things with fire yeah. you know just doing stupid college kids shit yeah, Quentin or Elliot's about got to keep this barbecue popping, my love. And they're both kind of like laughing and mm-hmm. being silly. And then they see Quentin. And they're yeah, like, get over here, shit. Quentin, hurry up. And he's got all this shit with him. So, mm-hmm. like, is this where he moves into the physical kid's cottage? Not yet. That doesn't happen until like, a couple more episodes. Remember, they, oh. like, they make him sit outside yeah. to, like, figure out how to get in. Yeah, and he um, gets his party on. Yep, yep. And he, <laughs> yep, so they um, get him a drink and, um... My God, it's not like we have all day. We're so drunk. Okay, we have all day. And they start partying and being yeah. all happy and college-esque. Right. <laughs> and that and is the it. end of that episode. Which I do, like, I kind of love how, and also feel, you know, 
annoyed on Quentin's behalf. So, like, as far as they knew, their buddy just got expelled and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And they're still, like, partying and having a blast together. And like, that. like, they have like, yeah. their own little world going on, which I think is adorable. And also, like, if I were Quentin, I'd be like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> and then Quentin gets back. And they're like, yay, more party time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's good. But yeah. No, so there's episode two. Episode two down. Yes. Cool. Well, um... You guys, come join us on the Facebook page. Come give us a shout. Come listen. Uh, find a friend. Kidnap them. Put them in the boot of your car. The boot. The boot the of boot. your car. Oh, the look boot. at that. Yeah. Getting all British on you. Drive out in the forest. <laughs> Open the boot. Where is this going? Stick them in the car, but handcuffed. Turn on our episode. Make them listen to it. While they're doing that, go through their phone. Like all of our episodes. Make sure that they have them signed up to download each time. Give them their phone back. Put them in the forest and drive away. You thought this in a very strange way. I'm a little concerned here. I know. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, anyway, don't do that. Uh, hit we, us up. We are not advocating actual kidnapping. No. Mostly. <laughs> uh, you can reach us at our... Uh, Email address kn.umbrella at gmail.com. Goodbye.